Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers. Another day at the Sonic Salt Mines. Welcome back to your favorite sports program here in the Las Vegas area, the Playmakers. Yes, we made it once again out of the abyss. Congratulations, Adrian Hernandez. Thank you. It feels like a Friday, but it is indeed a Thursday. Yeah, these short weeks, <laughs> I swear, they feel longer than the regular ones. Yeah, every everything is happening, but nothing is happening. But, again, Everything is happening. Good to be back. Battling a little bit of the sniffles. You have the sniffles as well. I have a little bit of a, of a scratch to the throat, but I think it's because I was just on such a level last night. And we're not going to get qu- quite into that experience because we had a couple of minutes to, you know, shoot the S and then kind of preview our show here. Yeah. But you're, you're not feeling totally 100% Well, I, I didn't listen to my grandma. She always said when you go into them theaters to see them moving pictures, always bring a jacket. Facts. And I didn't bring a jacket to the cinemas. I just had my popcorn uh-huh. and it was a little chilly. And I think I woke up and I'm not going to withdraw like Rafael Nadal, but whoa, obviously whoa, he's dude, he's dealing with a lot he more has a injuries. Hernia, okay? Yes, I'm just dealing with the sniffles, but we're battling through, Lindsay. No other place in the world I'd rather be oh, than with you. My goodness. Here. I Thank you. I also extend the same feelings and uh, warmth to you, my friend. Uh, it's been quite a 24 hours. I think I've driven up and down, or at least through too many parking garages on the Las Vegas Strip for someone who lives here. But that's okay because we got special guests in town. Lindsay's host, Lindsay, this week. Yeah, well, I'm trying to be a good ambassador because you know we're. It's not just us here on the Playmakers in terms of what the family is for for the Bet 1140 for the grander BetQL network for for everything because Trista Crick's in town. Like, she's here in Las Vegas. Our Odyssey Sports Insider? Yeah. I mean, she wasn't on our show on Tuesday. She had to take a little bit of a a detour to make sure she had uh, all of her stuff to get ready to come here. But, I mean, we went to the Aces game last night. Poppin'? Pop it. We went to half an Aces game last night. Because, let's just say, traveling isn't what it used to be, peoples. And you know what I just realized? With you saying that you're going to be the host and with everyone in town for Mm -hmm. everything that's going on, I'm more thankful to be a father for some of these things, I'm like, I got it. I got a kid. I got to yeah, go home. Sorry. I'm sorry. I Lindsay doesn't can't have- do it. <laughs> you do have a cat, though. Yeah. You'd be like, I need to watch her. I'll be back. Yeah. But you get, you, you're you going to have to take care of most of those responsibilities. I'm yeah. not too mad about that. I'm sure she could probably find her way around our, our fine town just the, the same without me. But it was a, a really good experience last night. And we might as well just get right into it and let's, stop dancing around it. Let's do it's it. It's time. 
for the can opener. Open it up. Um, a half with the Las Vegas Aces. I'm not saying we're bad luck. I think it just depends on whose luck you're trying to uh, elicit, right? Because last night, your Las Vegas Aces toppled at home. Second straight loss. Only twice this season have they suffered two losses in a row. 116-107 at the hands of the New York Liberty. Nice up-and-coming young team. And let me tell you, we have some insight. And I was like, you know, watching a watching a basketball game with the with the preeminent NBA insider, Trista Crick, is an experience, people. I gotta say. I gotta say. Like, just the amount of information that I was taking in and just that one half of basketball because her plane was late, you know, landing in and then it took yeah, a while to get okay. the bags and everything else. And then we valeted and um, oh, wait, whoa, 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 oh, whoa. Well, yeah. Here's the first one. We're, we gotta get the I'm so fancy. Badass Brown? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, exactly, K Plum. We needed a little, we needed a couple more threes to fall last night, but sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. But yeah, it was just kind of like a weird bit because I picked her up and we drove to Aria and to like basically just drop her stuff off and Check all that other and stuff. And we're like, well, we'll valet it just to make this efficient. And then we'll take the car to uh, the game. Called for the valet. Tammy the Trailblazer is literally first car out of the garage, like right here. And we waited for like 15 minutes for the valet to return. They didn't return. They were enamored with Tammy. No, they were doing something. And so we ended up having to take a cab. And in between that, too, like we were walking out of Aria. Never have I been touched on the strip. I, I, we had an incident last night. This absolutely schnookered dude, tall, skinny white guy, covered in blood. Whoa. whoa, Covered, covered in blood. And this is where, this is where, the social cue problem, really, this is where it's very apparent to me. Because Tristan was very smart. She started to drop back. Because this guy came up and started talking to us, and she dropped back. I keep walking with this guy. because, And it took me about probably 10, 15 seconds, you know, as he's talking. I'm just, like, trying not to make eye contact. And it? I look over, and he has blo- he's, like, bleeding from his hand. It's all <laughs> over him. What do you guys think about that Baker trade? No, literally. <laughs> and he said some very unpleasant things. And then he literally grabbed me. And then I had to go, like, talk to security. I was like, hey, can you, like, get this guy over here? Like, a huge problem. But the but the social cue part, I'm like, why would I not drop back? Why? What, what was I? What's going through through my spicy brain right now? I wanted to get the guy some help. Because of the blood. It's Literally. Really the blood that I'm like, that's that's what gets me into trouble is trying to be a nice person. I'm like, it's it's 100% true because I, I just think about all these instances where people are like, why are you talking to that person? Why are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. I was just walking with them. And I, in my brain, I feel like it's if I stop, that that's a bigger threat than if I just go along with what they're doing. But clearly, I don't think that's actually what needs to be done. Did security kind of handle the situation? Kind of. He literally like walked up to the cab part where, you know, they have like the, the little ropes to, you know, corral you. And yeah. he like tripped over them. And then all Good of a sudden Lord. he was like gone. Um, yeah, that wasn't super fun. Vegas summer vibe. Yeah, and he's like, they, and you're like, he touched you. I'm like, yeah, of course he did. It's Vegas. It's I'm like, technically, I could I could say assault, but you know, I'm not going to because he was too drunk and bleeding. The blood part is what has me tripping. Why? Yeah, why? Why can I go to fancy hotels from his, from his hand? Yeah, yeah, and he had it all over his clothes because he was just like he couldn't walk straight. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't ideal. On a Wednesday night, my guy, around 7 p.m.? Apparently, that's the time to get lit. We don't have (laughs) clocks anywhere. We made up time. Time is a social construct. We made it up for trains. But eventually, we made our way to Michelob Ultra Arena. And 
It was about mm, eight minutes left in the third quarter. And the Aces are up by like 10 points, right? So second half. Okay. Yep. I like this. And, um, you know, we, we don't really have any context of what went on in the first half because apparently we saw a, a historical performance last night from Sabrina Ionescu who had, uh, I think, the WNBA's first triple-double with 30 points or something like that. Yeah, she had like 31, 10, and 13. Ridiculous. We I mean, walked only... in, and, T- and Trish is like, we need to get her the rock. She's not getting the rock. And <laughs> little did we know she was like six for seven for threes. I'm like, that's all. She was the only person who had the rock in the first half. Well, obviously, it was a high-scoring game because, like yeah. you said, it was 116 to 107. The, the Aces and the Liberty, by the way, teamed up for history, too, because in the first half, 23s combined by both teams. That's oh, the damn. most – in NBA history, in we missed WNBA that Rainforest Cafe, did we? Yes, you missed threes. the Rainforest, ca- the, the parade of threes, high Seriously. scoring. So, like I said, at the beginning of the third quarter, Aces get a get a little bit of a ten point lead, and then all of a sudden, Liberty start to go on a little bit run run of their own, and there's kind of a trade back and forth. But the fourth quarter is where this game was won, and there is a secret weapon that came into this game. Han Zhu, I wrote in this prep, is an absolute menace. This gal, get this girl a deal, guys. Like, she's going to be super legit. She's damn near seven feet tall. She can move. She's the first one up the court after the basket scored on them. And the Aces have nobody to cover somebody that big, right? Yeah. And so at that point, you probably have to at least put a double team pressure. And then she was able to dump it off to, you know, somebody in the underneath. And they were able to go in for layups. And then also, you know, we're trading runs back and forth. All of a sudden, our threes stop falling. All most of our shots stopped falling. Asia Wilson getting to the line is really the the only points that they were able to scrounge up in probably like the last ten eight minutes of that fourth quarter. Asia had a, a great game herself, twenty nine points, nine rebounds, uh, seven of those defensively, and four assists. But it just wasn't enough. And at that point, like I was starting to notice, you know, you have that deficit, and Hanzu literally was like eight for eight. In the fourth quarter, I was like, Trista, look up how many minutes this woman is playing because honestly, they're they're not utilizing her enough. She is a bucket, an absolute bucket. Twenty two years old, by the way. Every damn time she put that ball up, just. Do you want the box score? Yeah, I, if you you could probably read it better than me. Listen, at age twenty two, and like you said, she just played twenty minutes. This mm-hmm. is what she put up: twenty four points on eleven for twelve shooting, two for two for three, eight rebounds, three assists, no turnovers. Age 22 once again. Yep. And like I said, damn near seven feet tall. And she was wearing mismatched Kyrie's, which I'm told is a very cool shoe. Well, I guess, wait a minute. The drip doctor will be the judge Facts. of that tomorrow. But seriously, though, like, because, you know, when you see bigger, bigger players, like, you don't always assume that they're going to be the, the most fleet of foot or that they're going to be have that, like, quick twitch lateral quickness. She she can move. The future is and, and she doesn't get, like, bumped off very easily a, a, as well. But there's also, you know, you're playing against a team that is clearly starting to go down the drain, at least in that game, and you're riding that momentum and you're able to kind of, use that not just to get buckets but to physically impose yourself over people and you just can, can kind of see a little bit of a letdown and that's where I'm I I'm concerned about the aces in terms of the green light for all of the threes and I know like some some nights it's just they're not going to fall but when you keep going back to it and back to it and back to it and it's just brick 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 you're not only missing those points there's also a drain to just your overall morale and stuff right yeah absolutely and the energy level because yeah. You're having to run up and down the court, and the game's being dictated by the other team. And it was after the game, some of the Liberty people said, 
And I don't know if this is a cause for concern, but basically they said, look, we, we weren't worried about scoring because we know just because of the pace and how the aces play that the scoring is going to be high because that's that's how they right. want it to They're be. They're trying to get you up and down the floor. And to be fair to the aces, the schedule has been super tough. Uh, there has been a couple injuries and mm-hmm. and people in and out of the lineup. They're two they're two and five over the last three weeks. Yeah. Thankfully, you know the All Star break is here because that was the last game. But we have the like All-Star all break. of our players in the All Star break. Yeah, and also like that Lynx loss. Yeah. 31 points is concerning. Well, we, st- we spotted him 13 to start that game. Exactly. And we started super on fire. New coach. This is all Adversity. the ebbs and flows yep. of a team. So there's a little bit of, of concern, but it shouldn't be blown up. Since we're talking about no. the WNBA, can I can I go off on the league real quick? Absolutely. And I don't want to go full some of the sentiments you have towards the NHL and how they handle things. So, like I said, the All-Star break's coming up. All-Star game's going to be in Chicago. They just announced they're bringing back the three-point contest. They're bringing back their Saturday, all their events. Sure. Because they pandemic, they just had the game. Yep. They announced it. Kelsey Plum will be in the three-point contest. It's going to be awesome. I don't understand. They're having these competitions closed off to the fans. They're what? not letting the fans be in there. There's, they're literally hosting a watch party for fans in Chicago to be able to watch. But the but it's going to be in like the practice facility so within just the, the players. What's going on with that? Where are they playing the All-Star game? Is it in the uh, United Center? Uh, not the United Center. The Chicago Sky. I don't remember All-Star the arena. All-Star game. Hold on. Because that, that literally could be a schedule conflict. And that's where it's just like, you're talking about this too, of just, there's a reason why Brittany Ryder has to go overseas and play, right? It's because they yeah. don't get paid enough money to actually just stay here and stay yeah. uh, stateside. And, and 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 similarly, you could probably use the same logic of just being like, well, you're not first in the pecking order. And it, it was it, and it's Winchester funny. Arena. I'm gonna look up the uh, schedule. Allie Quigley, who who is the hometown hero, literally in the press release that they released, talking about that this is going to be back and the three point contest is back and everything. She's quoted in the second paragraph of the press release talking about she can't wait because she's from Chicago to be able to perform for her hometown fans. And this press release ends with this is a closed off event to the public. And it's like, are you guys concerned about coming out with press releases or doing things that are beneficial to the league? Because to me, I don't know how everyone else feels. When it comes to all-star games and things like that, it's always the home run derby and the slam dunk contest and all these other events that really get me excited. And that's really what I want to watch in comparison to the exhibition game. And it's like, this is a small thing that can allow fans to grow and to love and just it this should be a huge opportunity. Chicago loves the sky. Well, I don't see any schedule conflict on the winchesterarena.com, but then that makes me think maybe they didn't sell enough tickets for that for that. And so they just say we're not going to open it up. Which to me they got to do whatever seem, they can do. Right. Even if they have to do free, which I highly doubt because you the also sky have hurt. to pay people to go in there, run the security, run the concessions, all of that stuff. And we know that there's not a lot of breathing room in terms of like your your windfall, right? Is that yeah. the right term? True, and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes I saw I saw this tweet and it said uh, it kind of ends and it's like sometimes I wonder if the people running this league actually care about anything besides putting out a press release and or just doing it for the gram because we've had that conversation too when uh, in the off season we were talking about the plane stuff and the New York Liberty getting fined like wasn't it like half a million dollars or a million dollars yeah because not everybody in the league wants to actually invest they just want to maintain this or. Like, okay, if we're not at that level then, like if Asia Wilson has to worry about 
giving a hardcore fan that is in tears because mm-hmm. Asia Wilson is her hero and she recognizes it and she wants to make a moment for a fan. And she has to wonder, if I give this jersey, am I going to have one for the next game? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't even be talking about having some of these events or doing some of these other things just so that we could say that we're on the same level for others. You need to take it. It's like buying a house and having nothing in the fridge. So it's just one of these things that's like kind of frustrating because this is a great product. That game yesterday, dude, it was the, it was the game of the night in sports because of the talent and everyone was here because the the entire basketball universe is here in Las Vegas. It was a great basketball game. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like people who know the sport and are fans of the sport. You don't see the gender dynamics of it, and that's where it's like sometimes you almost you can't you can't put that to the side because it's ever present. But sometimes you just want it to be like, we're just balling out here. And the product has been like that. And and that's the thing. It, you're absolutely right because we've had this conversation so many times about what's actually holding this league back itself and not everybody being on board. So if, if like the ownership isn't all on board, then we got to find some people that are willing to actually have the same type of mentalities that Mark Davis has. Right. Yeah. No. That we're facts. gonna go out. We're gonna we're gonna invest in this product. I'm gonna go out and get Becky Hammond. I'm gonna pay her a ton of money. And and we're gonna push the envelope. And ultimately, that's and and the WNBA has been at the tip of the spear for for all of women's professional sports with that, and for all the success that they've had. Like you've like you've been saying, there's still so many anchors that that's really limiting the the spread of this game, the popularity, and the profitability. Right, just to loop back. Why it's, are people playing overseas? It's like why? Why are we trying to play like the Kansas City Chiefs going for eighty yard bombs? Let's get a first down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Let's 100%. get a first down. If we if we have to do that, that is okay as long as progress is being made step by step. Um, also, want to bring up because we got knee deep into this because we're passionate. Yeah. Well, Hanzu, we had to talk about her. She's um, unbelievable. Uh, coming up, we've been doing it all week long. We got tickets to go see <gasps> Sal Volcano. Yes, he'll be in the building July 15th at the theater at Virgin Hotel Las Vegas. Yes, we'll give out your tickets here at 415. That'll lead up to, speaking of females, another historic day in Las Vegas with these Las Vegas Raiders. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just hired. Speaking of Mark Davis. By the way, was he there? Yeah, he was there last night. Yeah. Courtside. Awesome. As he should be. If I had a pop to throw, I could have. But we got there too late, so we didn't get any concessions. Did you bark at Kelsey Plum? No, because we were down, and she was. I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> the flow. <laughs> I cheered though, like I cheered. I'm going like, you go, Chelsea, you go. But uh, the Raiders uh, hired Sandra Douglas Morgan, becoming the new president of the Las Vegas Raiders and making NFL history as the first African American woman to hold that position in the modern NFL era, which means we need to check in with Scott Goldbranson. He'll be joining us here at 420. So, 415, we got your tickets. Sal Volcano. Yes. And Scott's joining us here coming up as well. My goodness, just an absolute robust program that we have for each and every one of you. A quick two hours, a hot lap around the world in sports and other things. Up next, well, that NHL draft is kicking off tonight, and things are popping off. 11 for the bet. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. There must be at least one front office employee in Montreal right now at the NHL draft that has their AirPods in and just (laughs) trying to find some escape 
from what's being described as an absolutely chaotic environment on the floor. Again, NHL draft about to get underway here live from Montreal, one of the most underserved hockey communities that we have, right, guys? Way to really branch out and grow the sport in the NHL. Let's right? do it in Canada, baby. Bonjour to uh, all of our hockey fans here. If you're looking for like a deep dive on uh, these prospects, these 17, 18-year-olds, this is not your place. But in terms of like what's going on in the league and, and the table setting there is, because we all know that prospects are investments. They're seeing if they can pay off. Now, sometimes you can have a guy who can – make a jump to the league right away. But most of the time, these uh, these prospects are just a few years out from potentially being able to play up in the big club. But we trade those picks like crazy. And we've had a couple of trades already today. Alexander Gorgiev, netminder we discussed yesterday from the New York Rangers, and I actually kind of merged him with Auntie Ronta, netminder for the Carolina Hurricanes, because they both spent time in New York. But Gorgiev was and is an absolute spider monkey goalie. Wraps himself around the post, can really laterally explode, um, can take up space, interject into space. But with that, that means you can leave your point A to point B pretty quickly, and sometimes you're not supposed to leave that quickly, or sometimes you're not supposed to go to point B in the first place. But he gets dealt today to none other than the Stanley Cup champions, oh, Colorado Avalanche, which means... Darcy Kemper is hitting free agency. And we know about the contract situations in Colorado where they last year they re-signed Gabriel Langeskog to a long-term deal. They signed Kale McCarter to a long-term deal because they're just slightly important. Nathan McKinnon has one more year on his extremely team-friendly deal. And Darcy Kemper just won a Stanley Cup on an expiring deal with Colorado because he was with Arizona before last offseason. They traded a first-round pick for him, and it worked out great. But... He's priced himself out of a job there, really. So has kind of Nazem Kadri, as we discussed on, on Tuesday. And so Colorado goes out, trades for Alexander Gorgiev in exchange for three draft picks, uh, third round and fifth round selection in the 22 draft, and then a third round pick in the 2023 draft, and really brings that goaltending payroll number and pairing him with Pablo Francois, who was more than capable during his time in the playoffs because Darcy Kemper had to miss some time, remember, because he took a stick to the eye? Yeah. And so they're putting a big bet on P- Pavel Francouz and, uh, and Gorgiev to carry the water here. Darcy Kemper will be very hot to trot in demand. You're like, where does Darcy go, perhaps? Like, where are some – because there's a lot of teams that – have goalies that are either in the pipeline kind of coming up that they're looking to get time or they've signed free agents or maybe they're okay with with who they got. Minnesota's looking. Even though Kevin Weeks said Marc-Andre Fleury signed an extension this morning, then he deleted the tweet. Thanks, Kevin! Oh, see, sometimes you can't be completely right all the time. Right? Uh, I'd look at Washington, the Washington Capitals, who had uh, a sub-90 save percentage last year. And if any time you're in a sub-90 save percentage as an individual, as a team, that is not a good place to be. Um, and then we earlier today, we had uh, some rumors floating around that Matt Murray, the goaltender, the four, two-time Stanley Cup champion Matt Murray for the Pittsburgh Penguins, who signed an absolute massive deal on a sign-and-trade with Ottawa a couple seasons ago, and he has not lived up to it, has, has spent a lot of time on the injury, injury list and everything else, but has struggled. Apparently there was like a deal basically worked out for him to go to Buffalo, even though Buffalo was on his no-trade list, and then he yeah. vetoed it. But maybe that was all just a smokescreen. 
for the trade that actually went down within the hour, within the last hour, hour and a half. Chicago Blackhawks, another team, and their uh, piece, Alex DeBrincat, traded up to Ottawa. Huge deal. Um, people are not pleased with that in the Chicago area. Yeah, I keep I keep seeing on Twitter that the not Blackhawks. Pleased. Yeah, they got fleeced. Apparently, even the city of Chicago Twitter account tweeted out L, or at least respond, <laughs> replied to the tweet uh, of saying, like, thanks, Alex, you're a gem, like, 24 years old, assistant captain, like, did everything you wanted to, and they just, L. Should, you should be the future. Right. But that's the thing. The Chicago Blackhawks, like, future, the bright part of the future is still a ways away. And as we were discussing yesterday, at 24 years old, do you want to have him here for the next six years just wasting away? Like, if I'm Alex, whoa, I wouldn't whoa. want to be there either. But I, if you're going to send him, you send him for fair value. And all Chicago gets back is a seventh overall pick this year, a 39th overall pick, and a 2024 third round pick. Is six years how long it usually takes? That seems kind of very, very out there. Well, it's just, but that's the thing. Their their pipeline has been dried up. I, I hear Dominic Kubalik is being shopped as well. I I think they had I some idea or some intention to probably make some some moves out of the abyss after they went out in a couple straight years in the first round. But then we had the Kyle Beach situation happen. And that and, obviously and, and the, derails and, everything. Well, it it derailed Kyle's life, and so and and a lot of other people's as well. It just as a consequence of of having that man associated with the team and them covering it up. But then your GM, who's been there for how many years, Scotty Bowman, who put together each and every one of those cup winning teams, and then tore them down and then rebuilt them back up. He's gone, and then you let go of the coach that was supposed to kind of bridge you between the abyss years into the oh, we're starting to get something cooking here. And so, I don't really, they're, they're they're looking up. There's nowhere else to look. They're they're at the absolute bottom. They don't even, I don't even know who they're going to have in for goalie. Well, I will say, I may be a little ignorant in thinking that, you know, players, no matter what sport, want to be a part of a rebuild and a part of some of these teams. But whether you talk about the Blackhawks or earlier this week, I was confused on why the Spurs let DeJounte Murray go. Because yep. to me, it's like, if you're rebuilding, it should be around a piece. You start with a piece and you just let go of that right. piece. Then what are we doing? Because you're still going to need that piece. It's a puzzle. You need a lot of pieces. At least you have something to hang your hat but on. But you don't want your pieces to leave without anything to show for it, too. Because right. they might not want to be here for the long haul. And and that's really where I, I think that the Debrincat trade is. And a lot of these young guys that are just coming off their entry deals, you'll see um, some trades just being made for the negotiating rights as a restricted free agent or even, like, offer sheets. Like, that's been something that has been very rarely used in the NHL, but then last year, Carolina Hurricanes do the do the dirty to the Montreal Canadiens, offer uh, Artur, is it Temi or Arturi Coca Niemi an offer sheet for, like, $6 million, and so Montreal didn't match it, and so he went right down to Carolina, and then there's compensatory picks that go back. And there's... Some rumblings around. Like I said, there's a lot of chatter because you don't remember the, some of the desperation positions some of these teams are with the fully guaranteed nature of NHL contracts and the fact that a lot of these in the last 10, 12 years were signed long-term with no trade clauses. And then you have the financial um, earthquake that was COVID, flat cap till God knows when. There's escrow, all these like financial terms that I don't understand. But you have a lot of teams that are in enviable positions 
and are looking for cap space and are maybe considering selling some of the pieces that they would like to have around long term, but it's just not feasible for them in terms of the overall health of the team. And that, and I, I understand that, and I guess that makes sense. And I have to get used to the salary cap of the NHL. Yeah, and it's vastly different than some of these other leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a little bit of a surprise. I mean, not necessarily that Chris Letang uh, re-upped with the Pittsburgh Penguins again. Something that we foreshadowed and guessed on the program earlier this week. But he signs a six-year extension for six point one million dollars. He's thirty-three years old, guys. <laughs> Von Miller Actually, I lied. He's 35 years old, guys. Oh. And he's a puck-moving defenseman. He can skate. He's not going to you know, put anybody through the glass like in Mighty Ducks or anything like that. And that's certainly a very specific skill that you need in today's NHL. But, like, Pittsburgh, I mean, shoot. You got Sid on there. You got – they're going to let Evgeny Malkin walk. I guarantee it. You agree with that? Well, I, I don't think – they've, they've, they've set the table. And the thing is with, with, with Gino, he's been hurt – he doesn't always skate hard, and he hasn't been able to really produce at the same levels. I was talking to uh, some of the some of my connections, and I was like, I Washington, which is hilarious to me because Mark Andre Fleury, who was like so bothered by the potential of him putting on a Washington Capital sweater just because of the rivalry that they had throughout the years when he was with Pittsburgh, he's like, I don't want to play there. It'd be like disrespectful to Pittsburgh. Gino's oh. gonna end up. Gino doesn't care. Yo. Gino don't. Give an F. It's different once that bank statement shows up with the check from the team. Right. Well, we know that the Washington Capitals have a have a few Russians on their team as well. But I'm like with Washington, I'm like, well, Gino, are you going to be chasing a are you chasing a cup or are you chasing the check? For me, I think he's chasing a check because he has three three cups. And in a way, I just think Washington's let's get at, let's get Ovi the record. Like that's that's their holding pattern because until they take care of their goaltending situation, like I said, go knock on Darcy Kemper's door. Go pay some money for him because all you have is Ilya Samsonov and Vitek Vanacek, who you sent away in this expansion draft and then traded back for him. Like, you, you're not going to be able to go anywhere. I do need to ask you about goaltending, and I know we, we started off talking about that, but just in a general sense, with the league moving towards, you know, the scoring was up this year yep. and, and the, the rate of play and scoring going up and up and up, does it change the value of these goalies and their importance because they're obviously they're the most influential position in the in, in when they're on the ice in sports in yes sports in general but with the scoring and everything it does it change the value at all I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't I, I ultimately you need to have a goaltender that's gonna be able to get you wins and not every team is gonna have that high scoring nature to them or that ability to do it but the thing is is that there's so many other contextual circumstances that go into making a good game or a bad game that the goalie doesn't even have control over. And so ultimately you're trying to get the right guy at the right number. And, and that, that fits with your timeline too. Like I said, not every team is working with the same amount of cap space or, 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 or with the same windows that are left, right? We talked even, about the Florida Panthers a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, or even now that you bring this up, it's kind of like the mindset of the front office because mm-hmm. they can look at things archaically and not really put things in perspective. Well, and just look at the way that they've carouseled coaches out in the last few years. Like That's been, I think, the biggest shift in the league in the last couple of years because if you've been a coach for two years in this league, you're in the top half of tenured employee employees at that level right now that's nice and so there's always going to be fall people because you know gm head coach you trade it back and forth and then we like to blame the goalies but 
the thing is, is that if you blame the goalies, that's going to come back and kick you right in the butt too. Because most of these teams haven't invested in goaltending departments who can scout and develop them at a level where they don't have to seek them out in free agency, where they don't have to do, do Band-Aid goaltenders, where they're trying to figure out, well, who who can I get every one to two years? And so very, very interesting things developing as we speak here. NHL draft just about to get underway in Montreal. Montreal has the number one overall pick. Um, your Golden Knights have no picks because we traded it away for Jack Eichel. Ouch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Humble pie. Who's serving it? And are you doing it to yourself? Love for the bet. Up next. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. This is a perfect song to like lead into this segment because if there's anybody that knows how to get out the ball, maybe not the bowl that they're talking about in the song, but I'm talking more about Super Bowls, Ooh. is Von Miller, right? The new bill. The newest bill and long-term Contract newest bill, but most recent champion with the uh, L.A. Rams. Obviously won one with uh, Peyton Manning in uh, Denver. Won the Super Bowl MVP because Peyton Manning was a shell of himself at that point. Um, But I was reading this really interesting article uh, on The Athletic earlier today written by Dan Pompey. Von Miller's path to the Bills in the first foray into free agency. Uh, He was very apprehensive about going to Buffalo. So much so that he got there for the meetings and had to lock himself in the bathroom for 15 minutes just to be like, is this really what I want to do? I don't, no disrespect to the people of Buffalo. No, no. <laughs> I mean, there, but the like, thing is, it's like, it's not even Buffalo. It's his his pull to Denver, I think, and how, you know, connected he was. And, and this article details just how important he was to the the fostering of that culture. Apparently, like, every single one of his teammates had a code to get in his house. He hosted all the stuff after the games. He hosted um, barbecues, get-togethers. He would 
offer you you guys want to go to the go to the Kentucky Derby with me you guys want to go to this vacation in Cabo with me like he was one of those types of guys yeah, he was the big homie for everyone right and he was even on record saying after he was traded to the the Rams this past season at the deadline that you know I, I'm happy to be here but my heart is still in Denver and when he was you know considering where he was gonna go I mean, apparently he thought that there was plans for him to go back to Denver and long-term. I mean, they even said that when they made the trade as well. And then he was obviously considering signing back with the Rams, just considering how much success they were able to to be able to achieve with him and Aaron Donald. But what I really found interesting about this article is his late later in his athletic career um, taking up golf and him talking about how it humbles him and that it's a good thing. And so it got me thinking. I'm like, all right, so we make the story within the story, and then we make it our own. The humble pie, right? And and where we get these things, because it's one thing when it's Vaughn Miller or or if you're kind of, you know, higher up in your job or you kind of have a little bit of a God complex and you you expect a lot from yourself, be that on the field and away from the field as well. Yeah. But it's very easy for you to kind of like overinflate your importance and not in a way that would necessarily be toxic to anybody else, but certainly can be toxic to you. And it's kind of natural once you get to these stages and levels yeah, in your career. Absolutely. I mean, these guys are paying, getting paid millions of dollars. They're basically worshipped. And a lot of them have been that way their entire life. But there's something about certain environments that's going to humble you time and time again. And golf is one of those. Like, golf is one of the most pervasive, infuriating dare I say, detrimental activities that you can take up. Because you could shoot your career best one day and then go back the next and have your worst round ever. And it's, or you could have a terrible round and all you do is hit one good fairway wedge on the 18th. You're like, oh my God, I could play another 18 right now because I'm just, I can feel it. Yeah, I'm starting to warm up. Right. And there's something about it, I think, for athletes as well with like the the tactile feedback and, and, and the sounds and the feelings and all these things because we're taught to really be in our bodies to an extent. And that's the other thing about golf too. Like you don't push yourself to the same physical limits. And so it's not about, hit, swinging as hard as you possibly can but more about swinging as true to what your swing is and what your body can be and so I was like humble pie how do we serve it to ourselves I feel like parenting is a good a good place to start oh 100 percent. you get smacked in the face Nick your kids do not care it is about them rightfully so Mm -hmm. Uh, that's for sure it also makes me think of you know the stories of Michael Jordan and just the card games the gambling, yeah. the things that athletes do that don't require the physical exertion but right. are still competitive, and those things can humble you. You can go down a bad path with that. Mm-hmm. But, hell, even making bets on golf, Michael Jordan used Again. to do that too. Yeah, he yeah. still does. So, it, yeah, it's one of those things. But being a parent for sure uh, because just them refusing to listen to you. Right. If you have a younger kid, they just you're getting ready to go somewhere and they poop their pants. No. Correct. And you're like, I, I got the Sunday outfit out. Like, I woke up early, made the breakfast. Like, you go through all of this, and then just literally, like, you pooped your pants. And yeah. I can see it. Or, like, yesterday when we went to go see Thor, like, I if he would have, like, made Yeah, how a scene. was that? Thor was amazing. Chris Hemingsworth, his ass, phenomenal, because his butt he's was a, in there. He's a good-looking individual. Him and Larry Fitzgerald, probably top tier. He moves in that Tessa pedestal. Thompson's in that movie, too, right? Yes, Tessa's in it. Uh, Natalie Portman, Russell Crowe. 
was Russell Crowe's in that. He plays Zeus, and he was amazing, but it made he me kind of like sad a Zeus. because speaking of a guy with a god complex, obviously older Zeus in this movie, and so you could kind of see like. You know, a little bit of fat in the arms, and it's like, oh, Russell's getting up there. And I mean, obviously, so nobody. We're, we're not in the Maximus days anymore. Yeah. That was year 2000, my friend. Yeah, no one can live forever. Uh, Christian Bale might be like the actor of our generation. Wait, he's in that too? That. Yeah, he plays He plays the the god butcher. How do, you, how do you feel about a superhero playing a different superhero? Well, this is different because he's a villain. And he actually, he refused because of that. But it wasn't for his kids to say, Dad, no, you need to do this. Like his kids kept telling Wait, him, Wait, he's no. a god eater? He's a god butcher. Butcher. So he he's out here trying so to kill all the, the gods. just hold the cannibalism. Which is why he, well, he doesn't like, he, he kills he, like, Well, that's what I mean. That, that, that's the eating part. It's not the killing part. It's the eating part that's problematic, apparently. Yeah, and uh, that's why he's going after Thor. Actually, I found out he did so good as a villain Apparently, there's some screen in a, a scream in one of the scenes that they had to take out of the movie because it would have changed the rating to rated R because he intense. was so he was so intense and captivating. Dude, he he is one of the best actors of our generation, and, and most people say, "Well, it's because of the Batman." Uh actually, no, it's because of like movies like The Machinist. Yeah, where he lost all that weight. Yeah, and but also, dude, like if you oh. just say the bat, like what was that supposed to mean? Those were amazing films. Right, he was amazing in The Big Short. <laughs> I mean, I didn't see American, American Hustle. I, I hate that movie. I haven't seen it. That's the same. It's the but same type. It's... The Incellies, you know, Incellies that love the Joker. Oh, love American Psycho. Of, love American. Oh, yeah. Hacking women to death with an axe. They love it. Oh, I thought they, I thought he was just doing it to everybody. If it was specific to just fit, that, that's not good. Usually luck. that's but, a di- that's a different type of complex, too. There's not a lot of humble pie when you're that level of a, of a sociopath <laughs> or a psychopath. It was very weird that the movie was so funny. Like, the movie had no business being funny. And then, like I just told you, Christian Bale throughout the movie is captivating. Uh, some of the scenes were a bit sinister. So it was like, we well, keep he's flipping He's a god back and killer. Forth. What do you mean? But I'm saying, like, the flipping back and forth. I'm like, what are we trying to go here for? So is, is this he, Jump is he Street like 21? Serbi- is he like a cross between Serbius and Hades, essentially? If there's Zeus well, that's around. I know it's not that Zeus, but. Well, he, he, he was going through hard times. He didn't have any food. He met yeah, so his Serbius. God. He met his God, and the God was like, "What? I'm not giving you anything because you found me." He ends just up, like the in the Incredibles. So I guess so. And he ends up killing them, and then he's like, "This is." He gets the sword, and there's a whole there's a whole thing with it. Yeah. Um, I, I wish he kind of. I'm not spoiling the movie. Uh, I give it an eight out of ten. It's less than two hours. It feels like a roller coaster. It was very fast. It was it was it was a very very good movie. And I'm not really like we've talked about this. Like with my son introducing me to all this. Some of the Thor movies are a little harder to digest. The early Thor than, movies, I don't weren't that great, were they? Uh, they were all right, but I'm saying like there's all this mythology and like I'm very simple. Like give me bad I guy like mythology and let's stuff. do this. Whereas this was this was the opposite, but still, Natalie Portman was uh, Natalie Portman was fantastic. Tessa Thompson, uh, great to look at and an amazing actor. Uh, and there was uh, a couple A-list Hollywood actors in the movie that made cameos. That will like blow your mind. Yeah, don't spoil those. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know important. I mean? People will come for us. So torches I, and pitchforks. I we once was that. on air with someone who spoiled the Star Wars movie day that it was released. It was a bad day. That's at brutal. Work that day. Um, that's a different type of humble pie. What's the humble pie that Chris Sale had to deal with last night? Did you see this? Yeah, he. <laughs> speaking of beating things to death, was it a TV? <laughs> Took was, out a plasma screen. It was the butcher cut. My God. Baseball. 
Apparently he wasn't uh, displeased with being pulled from a rehab start early. I'm like, bro, we're just trying to make sure your arm stays on. When was the last time you pitched in the big leagues, my dude? Yeah, I'm pretty sure like in those performances, it's really about the stamina. It's not really the the performance or getting the yeah. bases loaded. And it's so weird happened. when people like lose their stuff like that. But I also like when I was in high school, I wasn't nearly as composed. Like hockey, I learned how to kind of channel that first the best. But when it came to tennis and golf, like I got so upset in pra- tennis practice one day, I just, I snapped my racket in half. Wow. I just, yeah, I went full blown. And I wasn't one of the kids that had eight of them like the pros. I had like two rackets. And then I, I snapped a couple of golf clubs as well. And since, like, basically you have to get to a point where you stop caring. Like, that's honestly, I, I think what needs to happen. And I think that's part of the humble pie after you've had it a few times. You realize that, first of all, life is going to go on. This is like a very minor thing, but when you get so worked up where you get to that point where you boil over, I mean, we've all been there. We all get to that point, but in terms of like acting it out nowadays, I'm just kind of like, really, dude, really? It, w- it was that upsetting, but he's a competitive guy. He's right. He wants to get back out there. I'm like, come on though. Freshman year. Uh, we had a guy on our team that already had his driver's license in the kid. Um, He once like, Kick the chair. Oh, what's the what's Phil Knight style? Not Phil Knight. He runs Nike. Who's who's the legendary Indiana coach? Knight. Oh, not oh, Bobby Bob Knight. Knight. Bob, Bob Knight. Knight. Yeah, he. It was very similar to that. It scared everyone in the building. Yeah, he punched people. Yeah, well, he 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 demolished this steel chair, and it was kind of scary. <laughs> that is the only. I haven't really. I punched walls. I almost broke my hand because of J.R. Smith, but that wasn't me playing. Okay, Kevin Love. Me playing wasn't. It was more upset at myself where I would walk away. Like yeah. if like if a team we were on defense and then immediately my guy Adam threw an interception, I'd walk to the other side of the field and be like, This guy, I love him. But. It just makes me nervous now. Like if you're able to get that worked up over something as small as that, what are you like like at home? Because yeah. they a lot of the bits say if if you're with a significant other who like breaks a door or punches something, there's it's only a matter of time. Because they can't, they can't calm themselves down they, to to a point where they aren't violent. I'm getting better, Lens. Well, that's good. That's that's all a bit. You just try to take one step at a time, Jordan Sparks, and we'll get there. It's a journey. It's a climb. It's Miley Cyrus's uh, circus of hell. Welcome to the Playmakers. Another hour on the way. Deep dive with 35 and Scott Galbranson's triumphant return and tickets. 11:40 bet. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. 
And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.